Hey guys, and welcome back to the Waken Podcast. I am your host, Cassidy, and I am joined by my husband, David. and co-host David. That's me. <laughs> um, anyways, before we get started with this episode, please just do us a really quick favor. Pause this episode and do just a brief rating and review of this podcast. It would really, really help us out, and we would greatly appreciate that. Also, we're going to be um, launching some new items, so keep a lookout for that. Follow us on social media at Wakened Apparel, and go to our website and subscribe at wakenedapparel.org. Yeah. Oh, somebody didn't put it on airplane oh, mode. That's, that's my okay. fault. I'm sorry. Let me get this out of the way down here. You always make fun of me for putting mine on airplane mode. Not airplane <laughs> mode, but at least silent. Silent, yeah. So we have not been around that much lately. We haven't really been around lately. Where have we been? We've been in Hawaii. Ooh. We took a little vacation. Uh, it was a vacation slash... Rejuvenation. Rejuvenation trip. <laughs> it was like a it was delayed, a late, yeah. It was a delayed anniversary That's trip. Right. We had our dog. If you guys follow us on Instagram, you've probably seen that we had a dog. Um, our baby, our fur baby Aiko, who we love so much. He had gotten uh, an aggressive cancer last year around our anniversary, where we when we were going to go to Hawaii. So we decided to skip that and take care of him, and he is now passed um, from the beginning of the year. So we decided to. Not only celebrate our anniversary, but kind of take that time to heal from yeah. that whole. And experience. it was it was it was very healing to be able to go and just spend some time on that the island, yeah. just swim and meet cool people, surrounded by nature. It was amazing. Relax. Yeah, and it was actually David. It was your first time going to Hawaii at all. Yeah, well, my first time going to Hawaii. Um, we went to Oahu, but we stayed in North Shore. Yeah, we didn't highly act- recommend staying in North Shore. Yeah, if you're gonna go to Hawaii, I mean. A lot of people have been to Hawaii, but a lot of people go to Honolulu. Yeah, and stick around there. As, we, as soon as we got there, to me, it just felt like a large city, and yeah. I just didn't, I didn't want to, you know, be there. So I made sure we went to North Shore, and that's where we stayed. We stayed at the Turtle Bay Resort, and it was awesome, great resort. But we just hung up, hung out just up in North Shore the whole time. That's where yeah. we. That's where we stayed. We um. The town Haleiwa, Haleiwa, yeah, which was really cool. Spent a lot of time there. Um, we met a lot of cool people. Mm-hmm. We met somebody who is actually an artisan. Yeah, and he's working with us now, which is really awesome. He is um, Polynesian. He's originally from Tonga, right? Or his, was his parents? His from grandpa Tonga? was from Tonga and moved to Hawaii, um, and he's. He was born there. His dad was born there. Um, but he does woodworking stuff. So we're working with him now. He's going to be doing some really cool designs for us. He is insanely talented. Amazingly talented guy. And his name is Matai. And he's going to be doing some really nice um, necklaces. So we want you guys to mm-hmm. keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. We've yes. got some really cool stuff coming. We've got blankets, necklaces. Some bags. And bags. So this oh, is I, was, all a, I wasn't going to give that peek. away. I was no. going to say something else that we've never done, but I'm sorry, we're doing but bags, people. It's a sneak peek, so keep, keep an, an eye, eye out. out. Make sure you guys are following wakenapparel.org as well. Yeah, and our Instagram at wakenapparel. You'll always yeah. get updates there. But um, what did you, what were some of your favorite parts from Hawaii? Like, what's some highlights that you took away? Honestly, I, I really enjoyed the pride people had in like their small businesses. Yeah. That to me was especially the natives. They they really just kind of 
talking to one guy who it was his grandmother's business and now he's in charge of it and you know he was so proud of it and it was just nice to talk to him see the joy he had and what he did and his family was there and there was mm-hmm. something very different about the way he ran his business and what we have around in the bay area it was yeah. it was great to see you got to meet the person behind it and it was amazing and just the people in general were just great people yeah. just a different type of vibe it's funny because you can't see David um, through the podcast, but maybe if you go to his page, you could. Um, a lot. I kind of wondered. He's my brother. Calls him racially ambiguous because some people think you're, you know, Persian when they meet you, or you're Hispanic, or people think you might be Polynesian. So I was curious, kind of, if anybody would say anything when we went to Hawaii. And a lot of the locals thought you were Samoan. Yeah, they thought I was Samoan, which is pretty cool because yeah. I grew up with a lot of. Tongans and Samoans, and it was it was cool. So we kind of got more of the local experience. Yeah, it was nice because like, of that. And it was cool to see how how people treat you depending on where they think you're from. And it was yeah. it was it was nice. It was nice. People were just amazing. People. It was nice all around. Oh yeah. I, we didn't meet one sour apple out there, no. which was cool. And just the culture that's there, it's it's amazing. And um, we really wanted to see more of the real culture versus just because it is i mean it's very much an american tourist destination yeah it is so you see a lot of that and it it was kind of sad when we were um learning more about that and how that's changed the way they do things there and how most of the things that are there most of the goods in hawaii are now um imported you know things aren't really grown there people they can't anymore yeah, they used to grow a lot of things there, lo- um, native, but now the main industry there is tourism. So, yeah. you know, they got to make room and adjust for that. It was interesting. On one of the tours we did, um, the guy was explaining that the native Hawaiians, the Polynesians, had a system set up that they could all live off that island for a thousand years or more. And now they, there's no way they can do that. Right. So They're very dependent on on the mainland now so and it's, imports. It's really interesting to see, but it was just a beautiful place. I've been to tropical places before. I've been to South America, Central America, and, you know, it's... But something about this place was just really... I don't know, just... It kind of changes you in a way. Yeah. It was really cool. I think for as, quote-unquote, touristy as Hawaii can be for destination, it's... In my opinion and our experience that we had, it's truly not overrated. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what Honolulu is like. We didn't spend we any literally time spent, there. We literally went to Whole Foods in Honolulu, and then and <laughs> that's then the that's only it. time we spent there. But the whole time we were in North Shore. It which, was just amazing. Which was amazing. Yeah. Well, if well, actually, we didn't share this on Waken, but on your page. I did. Yeah, on shared. my page. Which was, we went swimming with sharks, guys. That was crazy. It was... I don't even know how to explain it. It was literally a spiritual experience. I it, feel kind of stupid saying that, but it really was. It really was. You, we, you, they, they um, take you out on this boat. I took a ton of Dramamine before. Yeah, there was a I, lot of people. I think getting I over seasick. overdose on Dramamine. I but, don't get seasick, but but they take you on this boat from um, the harbor in Haliva, which is I can't remember the harbor's name. I don't know. But they take you out about three miles out. <clears throat> And you go out, and then they have this huge cage. Is already out there. You they they put you in the cage, and then they kind of let the cage go out a little. It's still yeah, tied to the boat. They push it toward. They push it away from the boat because if you're right next to the boat, the waves just yeah. Slap you're just you getting around. tossed around, and 
you're in this cage and it, oh, oh sorry gosh. about that as soon as you look under there's just sharks everywhere every like literally bottom top side left right or not top sorry there, you're an open cage. yeah not the top that would be <laughs> but scary all but... around you there's like 30 of them at a time and they're 15, 12? 12 12 feet long 12 galapagos yeah, 12, sharks. maybe 15 um feet long and what they were saying is this is why we did it um it's not they don't chum which chum means like they throw out chunks of like uh fishes meat uh, che- uh cheese not cheese uh blood <laughs> sorry <laughs> And that attracts not cheese, and that attracts the sharks. They throw and out they, some sandwiches. Then they don't do that. They these sharks really they're really intelligent. They learned to hang out around there because when there was crab fishing back in the day, I think there still is. Um, the crabs that were too small or couldn't be sold at the couldn't market. be sold. They would throw them over, and the sharks started to learn that if they hang out around there, they can get a free meal. And so these sharks are just always there. So and you're not interacting with them in any way you're just in this cage and they're swimming observing around. them yeah yeah and it was i mean it just you feel you feel so small compared yeah like it really puts things into perspective like it's just endless blue and these beautiful sharks swimming around you it's just crazy because you have your snorkel you know so you can go underwater and there's bars for you to hold on to to keep you underwater and i'd go down to the bottom of the cage and just look at them swimming under and it's like so silent all you hear is like basically water moving kind of and then you just see endless blue and just sharks all around you and they're they're they were explaining that they're not as aggressive as tiger sharks or great whites great whites of course but because they have their what is it their taste buds are on the tip of their nose um so for tiger sharks say for example their senses are um not very good like their eyesight so they have they, there's a lot of mistaken identity with tiger sharks with like surfer attacking surfers. That's why there's because, more attacks. Because, yeah, they have poor eyesight, one. Two, their taste buds are on the roof of their mouth. So they don't know that they didn't want to eat you until you've already you. lost your leg. They you know, got, They have to take a bite. They yeah. have to try you. But with the Galapagos, Galapagos um, sharks, their taste buds are on their nose. So they bump you first. And, and, then, then, they, they and then they realize, oh. I don't like human, and they keep going. Plus, they have really good eyesight. And they have great eyesight, and they don't attack things their size, close to their size. So it's pretty cool to see them. They were not at all, like, slamming against a cage no. or trying none of that. They weren't charging it or anything. But <laughs> at one point, and I don't know who it was, but I'm I'm under underneath the water, and all of a sudden I start seeing lettuce, tomato, chunks of... Maybe meat. I don't know what You're it like, was. I thought there was no chumming and on so this I'm boat. And so I'm like, what is going on? And then I realized someone had thrown up on the boat. And the sharks were just going like it was a buffet. So they start, you know, taking pieces of everything. But that was absolutely disgusting because I was in the water with that. So. I'm really glad that I did not know that that happened until I got back on the boat. I actually caught it on my GoPro, a little piece of lettuce going by. I know. That's disgusting. It's pretty dirty. But. I will say on the way back, once we got out of the water, and as the boat started going, I started feeling very seasick. I think it was like me and one guy were the only people who were not bent over on like the chair in front of them, yeah. like trying not to throw there up. There was probably like 16 people and every like maybe just Cassidy and someone else were the normal ones. And we were all like our heads between our knees trying to not throw up. And I didn't throw up. You did not. I'm proud to say that I didn't throw up. I did verp. 
<laughs> which is a, a really nasty description, but like you know those Burp. acidic burps. You those, like kind of threw up in your mouth. Not not throw up, but like those like you tasted it. Very acidic burps. I was like, oh, I had. I I know what I had for breakfast today. Yeah. I can Plus taste a little, it a little stomach bit. acid in there. A little bit, a little bit. I felt like a drug dealer on that boat because I had all the drama. Me, yeah, people were coming. I didn't really for... need it, but there was like somebody who was yeah. about to pass out. I feel like, and I was like, it was bad. Would you like but some drama? Me, the drama did not work for me on the way back. It did work for me on the way yeah. there. Well, because I had like everybody took my drama, yeah, so I, I couldn't give you one. But it, I did feel it as we were coming back in, as they were pulling the cage back in. I started feeling. It started tossing us around more, and I was like, ooh, I'm feeling a little queasy as soon as I got out of the water, but it was weird. So takeaway, if you ever do something like that, just get yourself some Gramamine Dramamine Dramamine. for some insurance. Take a lot. Especially if you get seasick or car sick or motion sickness. I took four or five pills, and you still felt ill on the way back. Maybe by the time, because that had already been like 40 minutes later. Yeah. So take some Dramamine. And the place that we did it with is called North Shore Shark Adventure Stores. Yeah. They're great. They're really awesome. cool guys. Awesome. And They've if, been doing it forever. And if there's no sharks out there or if you. the water's too dangerous, they'll refund you. They're great. And they're they're what's I think it's called ecotourism where it's not at all invasive, invasive and like... or anything like that, which is cool, which I respected because, you know, you want to respect nature and ocean and you don't want to ruin it and they were very knowledgeable and like any questions you had they were very you know these are like shark guys they're like oh yeah this we know all this stuff let's share impart this knowledge on you and they were funny too they were cracking jokes the whole time and yeah a dry sense of humor which was cool i thought it was like people who were scared were like is he serious like they were (laughs) so it was cool it was really cool to do it was a great experience makes you like kind of See the bigger picture on things. It just makes you respect the wildlife a lot more. Yeah, I agree. What else did you love about this trip? Because I loved the whole trip, but there was a lot of things. I was just so, you know, I was just like happy as a clam to be in the ocean and like at yeah. the beach, just like floating like a little sea otter yeah. and like swimming and body surfing. And, and that's just like, that is my ultimate happy place is to yeah. be just in that part of the ocean. And, um, I just wanted to do that every day. And I loved the, um, the turtle Bay beach was pretty good, but there was a lot of coral area, which um, was sad. Yeah. Well, that's another, that's we'll another, so we'll talk in. about that another time, but, um, it was a be- beautiful beach. But it was the coral that was kind of... It just was really sad it was, coral. Yeah, it was died out. But yeah, but um, I really enjoyed swimming at Sunrise Beach. That was my favorite. Yeah, that was cool. That was a nice sandy beach. Yeah. I really enjoyed paddle boarding too. Yeah. We oh, saw we some... saw turtles when we paddle boarded and kayaked. They're and then huge. He swam right under our kayak. They're huge turtles. I thought they would be a lot smaller, but they're massive. No, they're, they're big. But, yeah. So overall, we thoroughly enjoyed that trip. I do want to say, though, about the coral, like it's the coral reefs are being affected um, by pollution, by our lifestyles. Climate change. And if you are planning to go to a beach vacation or you have you live at a beach, if you're going to use sunscreen, please look up what um, what sunscreen is reef safe. Reef safe. Because there are certain ingredients in common sunscreen that actually are very damaging to the coral reefs. So eats it up. Yeah, so, you know, when there's, like, hundreds of thousands of tourists every week with the same sunscreen, 
that's like piles yeah. of so look, it on the reef. So look for reef safe sunscreen. sunscreen. And most of it's going to be where you have to apply it on. Like, Yeah. Well, they do have spray versions. I mean, it's better to apply it with a lotion because you can control more of what you're yeah. using. Um, but also use protective like headwear, protective clothing. Yeah, that's true. You know. But yeah, look for reef safe sunscreen. Yes. Help our corals, our reefs. Um, we before also, we left, though. Before we left, this is what the second part of our episode. Episode. Bef- Life update. Before we left to Hawaii, we went to a shelter with our niece. With our niece, just as like a little special day with her. Yeah, it was her day. We did like didn't have any intention. Neighborhood cleanup. We went on a hike. We went and had some vegan food, yeah. a veggie grill, and then we um, went to a shelter. We have been thinking of adopting a dog, but we were still grieving. We were still kind of... It's a really... I've said this. is like It's like being in... Um, what do they call it when you're like going in between hell and like... What is that called? Purgatory. Purgatory, where it's like you're, you're grieving your dog. You miss them. You just want your dog back. But you also were such dog lovers. And we wanted like, to rescue We can't not have a dog. Yeah. And, and we so, wanted to rescue a dog, give a dog yeah. a good home. And we went to check out the shelter, Pets and Needs. They, they're, they're amazing. They're a, one of our charity partners. Yeah. They just expanded, which is awesome. They took over, which was a, a kill shelter in Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. And now it, they turned it into Pets and Needs Palo Alto No Kill, which is awesome. They actually will keep the dog as long as they can so that... Well, as long well, as you can, they'll keep, keep it forever if, if, they if, if it doesn't get adopted. Yeah. But um, they will never put it down, which is awesome. I respect that. Yes. Um, so we went to visit them. We just wanted to check out their new little spot, you know. And we, you know, are walking by the kennels and there's all these dogs and some puppies and some older dogs and some, you know, we're just taking a look. And I saw this one dog and um, I will say I kind of did pass her up because she was kind of in the main area. And then once I was like, hi, puppy, she looked really scared and went back. Very timid. Very timid. Very shy. She went into the other place where I couldn't see her. So she I was like, okay, She ran whatever. away to hide right away. Yeah. So we were passing and going and you saw like a puppy that was really cute. She was like um, nibbling at my fingers. Yeah. But then as we're looking at other dogs, um, a staff member comes out and she just kind of plops right in front of that, that dog we passed, Cage. Or kennel, and um, she's just is like, come here, Bobas, come here, you know, and she comes and she's just like wagging her tail and she's licking her Very and stuff. Exciting. And I'm like, wow, this is totally different like dog. different dog than what I just saw. And she's like, she is, you know, she was kind of asking about our situation and stuff, and we were saying about our dog, Aiko, and how he passed, and you know, his temperament, and if we were looking for another dog, what temperament? And she's like, well, you know, she's actually really chill, very calm, you know, da 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 da. So we went and asked to see her and just play with her for a little bit and she was afraid of me so they think well i don't know if they said that that might have been my own interpretation but they did find her on um what was easter. it easter sunday tied up to a po- to the their post outside of the shelter so they named her egg which is <laughs> funny but um she was very scared of men yeah very scared i went to go pet her and she just laid flat and yeah. I don't know if she thought I was going to hit her or what, but it just kind of broke my heart to see that. Just her just right away lay flat, like ready to 
almost take the abuse and but she loved Cassidy and loved our niece. Oh, she was all over Nia the whole time we were in that play yard. So we played with her for like I feel like forty five minutes or something. It was a while, yeah. And in those forty five minutes she kind of came out of her shell a little bit. A little bit, yeah. And we really started to like her. She was great. She was mellow. Not at all crazy. You know, when you meet a dog, they're like all yeah. jumping. Yeah, if she... anything, she was more hesitant. Yeah. And, but the issue was we were leaving to Hawaii in about three days. And. It wouldn't have been fair to adopt a dog to just basically to abandon them for a week, days. you know, yeah. and have them not know what the situation was. And so we were like, well, if, you know, we said if she's still there in a week when we get or back. more. Or more. Then um, maybe we'll talk about possibly getting her because you know we wanted to rescue another dog. We just yeah. were not sure. Um, so when we got back, well, actually the whole trip, our niece Nia was jacking your mom's phone and like sending us pictures, like she's still there, she's still there. She's she still was there. checking the website every day, texting us, she's there, she's there. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted us to get her so bad. Yeah, and while we were there, we kept thinking about it. You know, we we miss Aiko. And nobody like, will ever, ever, ever replace, replace him. him. He was literally, in all intents and purposes, he was our son. Yeah, and he's not. He would never be replaced. But we have, we have space in our hearts to give a dog that's deserving of a home, yeah. a home. And so we got back, and you know, when you you're gone for eight days, you got to catch up on work and get yeah, back into errands, the schedule, all everything. that stuff. So it kind of got put on the back burner. And we were still checking the site. We were still we checking were like, the site. You know, having we had to, to prepare live our a life. bunch of stuff, and so it was like two weeks at this point, and we look at the site and we're like, you know what? Let's let's maybe you know let's think about it. Let's start thinking about it really well. Let's prepare for it. Yeah, if we were to get what would we need to do anything around here? And so we did a bunch of stuff. I built a little fence in the back. So we have chickens, and our dog's hips were not, our dog Aiko's hips were not good. So we had a tiny little fence. We knew he could not jump over. Yeah, we couldn't clear that. But, but this dog. She was very agile, so we knew lean. it had to be taller. And so we had to build a taller fence. So I did, just preparing. And we watched this documentary on Netflix called Dogs. And it was, I mean, it brought tears we to We were, like, crying the whole time. Because there was a family who lost their dog a few months back. And they were, you know, they went through the same process as his. That was his baby. Right especially. Now, yeah, it was his baby. And um, he, she was with his daughter, pretty much raised with the daughter. Yeah. And, but they needed to, they wanted to love a dog. And he said that, too. He's like, no one will ever replace can't remember her name, his name, but they wanted to give a dog a home. And so it kind of hit home with us and we were like, you know what? Let's just go for it. Let's go for it. And we went. Well, we called. We called, put a hold on her. Yeah. And we were going to do two. And we were kind of like, uh, I don't know because we haven't met the other one, but we, we thought about the other one because she was really good friends. They said on the site with. Um, the dog that we were looking at. So we were like, oh, we don't want to like, yeah, we, we don't, don't want to break them apart. <laughs> and so, but we called and they actually, it was like a clear sign that we were just going to get one dog. One dog. The one and, that we had originally. And her dog. name was Egg there still. 
So we go, and she kind of remembered us because she came in and she was like, "Yeah, she tail wasn't was like, wagging." She came right back up to us. So what they told us at the shelter was that she was overlooked a lot because she yeah. was timid. So and pe- she, they say that she is a rot mix. She's on tiny, there, she's the tiny, way. but like she has a look. I can see that if you don't, because even I, being like you know us being seasoned dog owners, and having had pit bull mixes and things like that, and in Rottweilers, like we even kind of like went past her initially. Yeah, she's she's a tough looking girl, but yeah, um, very timid, and she had been overlooked a lot. And there was puppies and other dogs all got adopted before she did, so she had been there for like almost three month. weeks, a month by the now. And we walk in. She kind of remembered us. She kind of played with us, and we were we just like okay, we're like okay, this is it. we took her home. And honestly, she has been one the most well behaved dog we've had. Yeah, she is. I mean, yeah. In some in some ways, she's well. Like... Aiko wasn't as dog friendly. He didn't right. trust a lot of dogs, and I don't know if that was because he felt weaker and he felt like he had to. You know, show kind dominance or yeah, bit. and but he was not the dog friendliest right. dog. I mean, in the house, he knew what we wanted, what we didn't want. He yeah. was good. He but knew the schedule. Outside, it was a little bit yeah. trickier. But this girl, within the first day, figured out our schedule. Yeah, uh, just quickly adjusted. Dog friendly. Every dog she meets, she oh. jumps on. She's like ready to play. The second day we had her, we took her on a walk and she made like three new friends. Yeah. She's still a little timid with people, but she's not at all, you know. She's not fearful. She's not fearful aggressive. Yeah. She's more just like, she just I'd will rather like hide. pancake yeah. or something versus like bite somebody or yeah. go after another dog. Like if a dog comes at her, she'll just like run away. Yeah. She, we took her to a dog park and a dog attacked her and she, she just ran away instead of, um, yeah. You know, like standing her ground. She's the, it, one yeah. of the most docile dogs I've ever met. Super docile. And if she's even like playing too crazy and we're like, we're like, calm down, you know, she just kind of like yeah, stops like, and like chills. <laughs> all we have to say is stop. And she kind of just, okay. And stops and falls asleep like right away. By the way, we named her, we renamed her. Well, Egg was cute because they would call her Eggy and Ego, but our dog was named Echo, and that's just a little bit too close to home. We used to call him Aki. Yeah, because I so... call him Aki, and she's like, "Yeah, our names. We call her Eggy. and I'm like, "Well, I don't think I could do that." Yeah. But so we renamed her Luna. Her name is Luna now, and she is awesome. Yeah. And so I guess the moral of the whole story is, you know, get to know the dog. Don't just overlook. And, you know, just because a dog looks timid or just just take time to get to know them at the shelter and give a shelter dog a chance. Yeah. They're they're great. Like, I just I honestly feel like she appreciates what we did. Yeah. She she's just like quickly. We've had her for five days now, six days, six days. And she's just been just great. She cuddles you. She <laughs> she's a fast learner, too. Like when we you know, we never let our other dog Echo in the kitchen she kind of figured that was a boundary, you know, same with the bathroom. And um, at first she didn't love the crate, but like two days in, she like goes in there now when we ask her to. Yeah. And she's just, cheese, that cheese. She quickly she learns cheese. cheese. Yeah. But she, she's turned out to be an amazing dog and we're, we're so happy that we were able to adopt her. Yeah. So give a, adopt, don't shop. 
yeah. give a dog Please, a chance. Please, if you're looking for a furry family member, visit your local shelters. Go online. There's places like Pet Finder if you're looking for more breed-specific. Um, I know sometimes people have allergies as well, which makes them want to go, you know, have to lean more towards the hypoallergenic area. But I mean, you could also write emails to local shelters and say, you know, like, hey, if you ever get a hypoallergenic dog, please like have us on your list. Because we've seen some. Yeah. We've seen a few. But if you're, you know, not constantly looking every day when new dogs come in, you might miss them. But if you let a shelter know, this is what we're looking for. If you can help us out and, you know... Just send us whenever you get a dog like this. That's a great way to find what you're looking for, but also rescuing a dog versus buying one from a breeder. Yeah. So give a rescue dog a chance. They really do appreciate when you adopt them. And she's been great. She's she's probably, she sounds big. She's 60 pounds, but she she's is. She's the smallest dog we've ever owned. The smallest. <laughs> to, to me, she's a tiny dog. Echo was a great Dane mix. So he was like ninety pounds, came almost came up to my hip. This girl comes up to my knee. Yeah. Under my knee. And she is she's awesome. She's, she's tiny. Tiny in our eyes. Tiny. I know some people will think she's a big dog, but she's not. But we posted a few pictures. I know you posted a few pictures. Yeah, on my But page. we're gonna do a nice little blog post introducing her. Yeah. So you know, just keep keep uh Keep updated on Awaken the Proud Dog. There's a lot of cool stuff coming. Yeah. I think we've come full circle, too, with our um, charity partner, Pets and Needs, because we actually adopted a dog from them. Yeah. And they were really great because I had posted something, too, that said, you know, I was asking because she kind of is fearful of the car, and I was asking for tips on Instagram. And they wrote me, and they were like, hey, if you need anything, like, we have resources we can share with you and people that could help you deal with this. And that was just really comforting because they really do want whatever home the dogs they adopt out to be the forever home for that dog. They're not just trying to have a high turnover rate. Yeah, they're really responsible when it comes to that. They're not at all just uh, willy-nilly adopt anybody. Yeah. They really do their homework, and they make sure that you – if if that you rent that you could have dogs if you own you know it they they go through the whole process with you they give you um, toys that she had that she liked her food her leash her collar her harness we had bought the, all that stuff but then they were like oh no like this is the one that's hers so you can you know yeah. you can feel free really cool. to get a new one but it was a great experience to adopt from pets yeah. need. so if you're in the peninsula area they have two locations now um, Palo Alto which is on it's if you get off on Oregon Expressway. Fifth Avenue. No, that's no. this one in Redwood City. Oh, you're talking about uh, Paul Alto. Paul Alto. I can't. I don't know the address, but if you go to the petsandneeds.org, petsandneed.org, you can find their locations. The other ones in Redwood City on Fifth Avenue. They have more smaller dogs. Um, sometimes puppies. A lot of puppies actually, cats. But the one in Paul Alto has a little bit of the larger dogs because it's a more open space. Yeah. They have chickens, they have rabbits, so <laughs> whatever you're looking for, they have it. So it's it's really cool. Just, you know, give give an animal, if you're looking to adopt an animal or get an animal, look into adopting. Yeah. And if you are, you know, your heart's touched by what Pets in Need is doing and you're not in the area or you're just not able to be in the position to adopt a new furry friend, you can also shop select items on our site that we donate a portion to Pets in Need to help what they're doing and further their um, mission in helping animals have a second chance. And go to petsandneeds.org if you want to donate directly to them. You can yeah. donate there. Um, they're the one of the first 
They are the first no-kill shelter in Northern California. Yeah. Which is crazy when you And think they about take it. on they they'll go to like Texas, which is a really high kill state and other places maybe up north or They've gone to overcrowded um areas and they take um dogs or cats or animals that um are overcrowded there and bring them into their facility. So they're a great charity if you guys want to check them out. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you're ever going to Hawaii, make sure you check out North Shore. Make sure you check out the website. We're going to be launching a bunch of new stuff. And we'll see you in the next one. <laughs>